Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated our digitized lifestyle from digital banking to online grocery shopping. And while much of the way we live now, much of the way we play now, they're all happening online, right? So to do this safely, the right cybersecurity measures need to be put in place. That's right. And to help tackle this, the Singapore Cybersecurity Strategy 2021 was announced. And we're joined now by Mr. David Coe, Chief Executive of the Cybersecurity Agency of Singapore, to find out more. Mr. Coe, thank you so much for joining us today. Rachel, Tim, thanks so much for having me here. Our absolute pleasure. Now, Mr. Go, an increasing concern for many members of the public as well as organizations since the first strategy was announced in 2016 has been defending Singapore's infrastructure. I mean, look at uh, some of the examples that we've seen over the past few years, the SingHealth data breach, for example, and more recently, we've seen uh, data breaches for some of our telcos as well. So how does the 2021 cybersecurity strategy help to address and tackle these issues? Well, the first strategy, Strategy 2016, built a strong cybersecurity foundation for Singapore. The updated strategy, Strategy 2021, seeks to tackle new and emerging cyber threats in the wake of the strategic as well as technological shifts. These shifts include potentially disruptive technologies such as cloud, edge computing, quantum technologies, but it will also present opportunities as well as the increased cyber risk. We are also seeing growing cyber physical risk, um, such as disruptions that can spill over into the physical domain. Added to this is the expanded attack surface brought about by ubiquitous digital connectivity and the growing geopolitical tension in this space. Cyber threats are growing in scale and sophistication. We see the number of cyber attacks increasing globally from ransomware to supply chain attacks, and these can have real-world consequences. Now, our first strategy was focused on strengthening the legislative framework and ensure resilience for our 11 critical information infrastructure sectors. These include things like government, transport, banking, finance, healthcare. The new strategy will focus on capability development to protect our CIIs but they will also include technical capabilities to detect and analyze malicious cyber activities. So one example will be that the Cybersecurity Agency of Singapore, CSA, will be working closely with the CII owners and the sector leads to strengthen the cybersecurity of operational technology systems. These are industrial control systems, building management systems, where cyber attacks can pose physical as well as real-world risks. We are working on implementing various initiatives under an Operational Technology Cybersecurity Master Plan, which we launched in 2019. Uh, These uh, range from efforts to strengthen the defenses of OT systems to capability development of operational technology professionals. Aside from protecting the CIIs, we also recognize that non-CII entities uh, whose disruption can have significant knock-on effects on the rest of Singapore are also important. Hence, in strategy 2021, we look beyond the critical information infrastructure and we're studying a group of entities that uh, closely to identify the most appropriate approach uh, for them 
to manage and mitigate these increased cyber risks. And of course, when we refer to CIIs, we're talking about critical information infrastructure, aren't we? Yes, indeed. These are the uh, entities which are providing essential services to Singapore and to Singaporeans. Okay, so Mr. Ko, the strategy also states that the CSA um, recognizes that the non-CII entities where disruptions happen can also have repercussions for the rest uh, of Singapore. Can you provide us with some examples of how this can happen and most importantly, what can be done uh, to mitigate the risks? Yeah, we recognize that we are in a fluid and fast-evolving operating environment. Um, The way that we live, work and play has changed because of uh, digitalization and in fact, the pandemic. Um, We recognize that we can't just focus on the traditional crown jewels. These were the critical information infrastructure. These, of course, are still important, but we need to expand the focus uh, to include other things which have also uh, become important and which we also depend on. There are many sectors which collect, for example, large amounts of data um, and which are important to the growth of our digital economy or just the way that we live, work and play nowadays. Um, these, we're studying these non-CII sectors closely to identify, uh, firstly, uh, how important they are to our economy and our way of life, and also the most appropriate approach for them to manage and mitigate the cyber risks. Um, we'll provide more details at a later date once we're finished with the studies. Thank you, Mr. Ko. Now let's move from infrastructure to cyberspace because many people are concerned about you know, online transactions. You mentioned the way that we live, work and play. So how are you working to simplify cybersecurity for end users then? Great. Thanks so much for the question. There are two groups of end users that we want to look at. Firstly, businesses and then individuals. For businesses, we just launched a cybersecurity toolkits for enterprises as well as a new SG CyberSafe partnership program at last week's Singapore International Cyber Week. The idea of the toolkits for enterprises is that it's tailored for key enterprise roles, whether you're a large company leader or an SME owner, or in fact, the IT teams and the employees of these companies. About 80% of Singapore SMEs have embraced digital transformation and they have digital transformation plans in place. Now, cybersecurity has become a key reason for SMEs not digitalizing. The toolkit is one way to simplify cybersecurity and enable the business leader of all enterprise sizes to make informed trade-off decisions between security, usability, and cost. The cybersecurity toolkit for employees is intended for companies to plug and play uh, as an employee training program. This is crucial because employees are actually the first line of defense and the key to any enterprise's cybersecurity. The toolkit encourages the employee to self-learn, to self-serve and learn about cybersecurity so that he can stay cyber safe at work as well as in his own private life. It covers the most common cyber threats faced by employees, such as phishing, as well as highlighting weak cybersecurity practices, for example, weak passwords. Under the new SG CyberSafe Partnership Program, this is CSA's effort to partner the industry to drive awareness to businesses, individuals, and in fact, the wider community. Companies can work with CSA to develop training content, products and services, or community outreach programs to raise awareness and encourage adoption of good cybersecurity practices. We have secured the support of nearly 20 
global and local business organizations, trade associations, and societies for this program. These companies include Google, MasterCard, Microsoft, the Singapore Business Federation, and the Law Society of Singapore. When it comes to individuals, we are also continuing to focus on cybersecurity education and outreach from the ground up. The government undertakes regular campaigns to raise awareness on cybersecurity. For example, CSA launched a Better Cyber Safe Than Sorry National Cybersecurity Awareness Campaign in June earlier this year. It focused on raising awareness and driving adoption of four good cybersecurity practices. These four practices are using strong passwords, enabling two-factor authentication, uh, spotting signs of phishing, and using antivirus software, as well as updating your software properly. The campaign draws parallels between these four cybersecurity practices and our everyday life. For example, just as you would use a strong lock to secure your own home, you will use strong passwords and enable two-factor authentication to secure your online accounts. Now, recognizing that seniors are a vulnerable group, CSA has also launched an SG CyberSafe Seniors Program with support from the Singapore Police Force and the Infocom Media Development Authority. We also recognize the need to start cybersecurity education from a young age. CSA has worked with um, the Infocom Media uh, Development Authority and the Ministry of Education to introduce cybersecurity modules for upper primary school students as part of the Code for Fun program this year. To make cybersecurity learning more fun, we have also revamped the Go Safe online pop-up comprising motion-controlled games and information panels, uh, which will be traveling to different primary and secondary schools mm. and libraries. And I think for seniors, that's such an important point as well. I do worry about my parents online if they receive a phishing email <laughs> and when they open it and they think, oh, I've won, you know, $8,000, I'm going to click on this link. That's something that really concerns me because, you know, some of these phishing emails, they look authentic and it's very difficult to spot some of the tiny changes that are made that can help to identify these issues? Um, indeed. I think the challenge really is um, building the instincts to recognize when you have a scam or not. Um, so I, I think the reality is that all of us, uh, myself included, uh, we are not digital natives. All of us have been thrust into this 21st uh, century uh, digital environment uh, without having gone through the basic um, uh, instincts and uh, upbringing in this digital domain. Our kids uh, will probably do a better job. But for us who are new to this digital world, we have to build these instincts and recognize when things are too good to be true, they probably are. The key things I would say are don't give away your personal information. Uh, don't uh, um, uh, give your passwords or your banking details uh, mm. online. Uh, no bank, government agency will ask for these things uh, in, uh, through these uh, channels. We're speaking to David Koh, the Chief Executive of Cybersecurity Agency of Singapore, if you're just joining us here on Primetime uh, today. So, Mr. Koh, how are you working, though, with uh, the international community, your international partners to improve cybersecurity as well? Because this is going on everywhere and we're all affected by it. Tim, that's a great question. You're right. Uh, cyber doesn't respect the borders. International collaboration is essential to safeguard our cyberspace. No one government uh, or industry player can do this alone. 
facilitating international and regional cybersecurity cooperation through dialogues, partnerships, as well as capacity building is a key thrust of CSA's work. Uh, this is the reason why we just held the sixth edition of the Singapore International Cyber Week last week. It brought together government leaders, captains of industry, academia, and non-governmental organizations uh, together in Singapore. At the United Nations, Singapore also actively participated in the open-ended working group, the OEWG, as well as a 25-member UN group of governmental experts, which discuss cybersecurity issues. In June of this year, Singapore was elected to be the chair of the five-year OEWG from 2021 to 2025. Uh, this is significant. Uh, so our permanent representative to the United Nations, uh, Mr. Bahan Gafo, will be chairing this on behalf of the Singapore government for the next five years. It, is in, it in itself is significant recognition of Singapore's contributions to the international policy discussions in the cybersecurity domain. Regionally, we also participate and we lead discussions uh, on the second iteration of the ASEAN Cybersecurity Cooperation Strategy with our ASEAN member state partners. We're also working with international partners on initiatives to strengthen cybersecurity collaboration. In August, we signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the United States as part of the US Vice President Kamala Harris's visit to Singapore. CSA's agreement with the US Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, our counterparts, CISA, will deepen collaboration in cybersecurity beyond data sharing and exchanges. CSA and CISA will look to include new areas of cooperation in critical technologies, as well as research and development. We also signed a Memorandum of Understanding with Finland during SICW to mutually recognize the cybersecurity labels which are issued by both countries. Last October, CSA launched the Cybersecurity Labeling Scheme. This is the world's first multi-level labeling scheme, which provides security ratings for consumer IoT devices. This is similar to the energy efficiency ratings that we have for refrigerators or um, air conditioners. Uh, with this um, uh, cybersecurity labeling scheme, uh, with this MOU, consumer IoT products which have met the requirements of Finland's cybersecurity label will now also be recognized as having met Singapore's CLS level three requirements as well as vice versa. This MOU is the first such mutual recognition effort to promote a global harmonization of standards and interoperability. It will reduce duplicative testing costs for manufacturers and improve the ease of doing business. It will also benefit consumers because we have a wider range of products which we know are cyber secure. So, Mr. Koh, earlier we spoke about the way that COVID-19 has impacted the way that we live, work and play and really accelerated this digital push. How do you see this evolving and playing out going forward? Well, thanks so much, Rachel, for that question. I wish I had a crystal ball. COVID-19 has accelerated digitalization. Businesses are adopting new technologies and individuals are spending more time online, working from home, doing home-based learning, ordering food, shopping online. This increased digitalization brought about by the pandemic presents more opportunities for cyber criminals to exploit and conduct malicious activities. Throughout last year, CSA observed that global threat actors had capitalized on the anxiety and fear wrought by the pandemic to make their presence felt. Their methods included the impersonation of government or health agencies and the creation of thousands of malicious COVID-19-related websites 
um, which resulted in credential theft, malware distribution, fraudulent peddling of fake cures and vaccines. Some of these trends were also mirrored locally, where the emergence of COVID-19-related phishing activities were also seen. To give you an example, given that increased remote working will become the norm, poorly configured network and software systems to facilitate remote working can expose companies to greater risk of cyber attack. It is thus important for companies to put in place robust cybersecurity measures to protect their systems and their data. Well, Mr. Ko, let's talk about how you are reaching out to the local community uh, and using local towns. I myself, back in 2018, I did help out with the cybersecurity uh, Go Safe online campaign that the Cybersecurity Agency of Singapore uh, conducted back then. Uh, But how are you getting, well, local talents to to tackle uh, this issue? Because I think it's the most effective way to talk one-on-one, maybe even to, to... to locals who could be affected by this. It's great to hear, Tim, that you were actively involved. Um, Cybersecurity is a team sport and we need everyone to take part, play their part and do it well. Now, the success in tackling these issues depends on people. Uh, We recognize that we need to identify and nurture talented individuals to to join the cybersecurity profession. So cybersecurity is not just doom and gloom. Actually, this is a bright spot in the economy. It's growing. uh, It's a source of good jobs uh, and a source of industry growth as well for Singapore. Now, CSA is a national SG cyber talent initiative that nurtures cybersecurity enthusiasts from a young age. It will help cybersecurity professionals deepen their skills. And we want to work closely with schools as well as industry partners to engage our youths through cybersecurity boot camps, competitions, and career mentoring. We're also working with the Ministry of Education to equip school teachers and career counsellors with knowledge of the cybersecurity sector to guide their students in their career choices, to facilitate the upskilling and reskilling of fresh ICT professionals or mid-career professionals. We partner with industry as well as institutes of higher learning. Over the past two years, we have engaged about 14,000 individuals despite having to adjust most of these engagements to the online format because of the pandemic. We have also recently introduced a cybersecurity development program which offers both technical as well as on-the-job training to recent graduates and working professionals. So for those who are interested to develop their skills in this exciting and fast-evolving cybersecurity domain, you can visit our CSA website learn more about the various initiatives and the programs that we we offer. Last but not least, I'd like to emphasize that really cybersecurity is not just doom and gloom. It's an exciting industry. It presents numerous economic opportunities as well as is a source of great jobs. With a trusted and reliable digital space, our digital economy can grow. However, the government alone can't protect cyberspace. We can't do it by ourselves. No agency, CSA, can't do it by ourselves. So cybersecurity is indeed a collective responsibility. If we can all do our part to protect our data and our systems, we'll all be better able to reap the benefits of the digital future together. Thank you, Mr. Cohen. That's a wonderful, uh, positive point to end the interview on the potential of this particular industry. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Rachel and Tim. Thank you. We've been speaking with Mr. David Coe, Chief Executive of the Cybersecurity Agency of Singapore. You're listening to Money FM 89.3.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.